0: Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Charleston, West Virginia welcomes you to our weekly time of worship and study of God's Word with Pastor Jesse Wagoner. So sit back, relax, and get comfortable because when you're here, you're home. Did anyone anyone besides me get a gadget for Christmas? I mean, if I don't get at least one gadget for Christmas, I feel like it's not, you know, I'm a little left out. I like something, so I got this little gadget and uh, a few days after Christmas, after all the family had dispersed back to those places and peace descended back into our home. Uh, not that it was, it was chaotic, it's just chaotic. It wasn't like we were fighting, it's just a lot of people. We had 18 people under our roof at one point, so it was a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff. But, uh, so I got my gadget out and I'm gonna start working on this. And it had this one little screwdriver I had to open up and, I, and I, I, have a good, I have a nice selection of screwdrivers, I really do. Sometimes I can't find them, but I have a nice collection somewhere. So I tried this one, I tried that one, I tried this one, and I, I, I was having trouble getting it to get in there and you know kind of do its thing. And finally I thought, in my toolbox is the thing to help me out. So I went and got this, what you're gonna see on the screen right now, my Swiss Army knife hey, guys, if you don't have one, sell all you have and get one. It's got all these tools in there together. And I got the little Phillips screwdriver out that could get in there, so so my gadget is is in place doing its gadgety thing even as I speak. So the great thing about a Swiss Army knife is it's all-purpose. It it should work for anything. And some people have taken this to the extreme, by the way. Look at this next one you see here. Uh, They have reduced the, the Swiss Army knife down into a credit card size that you can fit in your wallet. I don't know how that works, that sounds like magic to me. I do not own one, but I found it interesting. I kind of, you ever get started on something and you do a deep dive into it and you wind up with more information you ever need? There's also this one, this is up to date. You can get a Swiss Army knife with a USB flash drive in it. So you can be in the digital world or in the analog world altogether. And then this is the world record holder for Swiss Army knives of all Swiss Army knives. Uh, You probably have to have a trailer to pull it behind you rather than keeping it in your pocket. But I want to share with you something even better than something that's all purpose. And I want us to think about encountering the word of God, encountering the Bible. Do you ever think about what we hold in our hands? God has given us this wonderful, powerful, from his lips, preserved for us. It includes the story of salvation, includes the story of God. It reveals things that we wouldn't otherwise know. But God has written a book. And it's the all-time bestseller of all books that have ever been published. It's been around for thousands of years. Millions of people have trusted in it. Millions of people read it. And God has given us this wonderful resource. And I want us to think about that today as we go to Psalm 119:105. 105. A little verse, just 14 words long. And I want you to find it in your Bible. I'm not going to put it on the screen. I'm going to, make, I'm going to counter the Bible. I'm going to force you into the Bible today. I'm not going to make this easy for you, okay? But it's, and by the way, this is a verse that many of you know. Many of you probably committed it to memory. Maybe you've taught it to someone else, your children, or you've learned it together. You've studied it. It's a very simple verse. It simply says this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, there's 178 verses in this, and virtually all of them are referencing the word of God, using different synonyms for the word of God. But here he, ju- he says the word, your word, is what we have today. So I want to just think about encountering the Word of God, and I want to, I'm, I'll want to—I'll give it away up front, okay? I'm not going to hold this for a mystery reveal, all right? I want to encourage you and I want to encourage me that here at the early part of this year, at the beginning of this year, that we're going to make a commitment that we're going to be people who encounter the Word of God regularly and forcefully and deeply because this is what God has for us. And he has so much for us packed into this book. So let's think about it as we use this verse as our guide to think through this. First of all, encountering the Bible, it's the right thing to do. It's what we should do. And I probably in a church, when we're sitting here, I probably don't need to convince many of us, many of us to uh, believe that that phrase is true. But I want to reinforce it. I want to highlight it. And I want to remind you that the God of heaven has given us a wonderful, powerful Verse. Now, we, I, looked at, I thought about a lot of different verses I could have shared, thinking about the Word of God. We could go to 2 Timothy 3, 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's profitable for all sorts of things in our lives. We could look at other verses where we talk about the Word of God is living and powerful. It's not just, it's not just ink on a page. It's not an idea of what someone's mind preserved in print. But this is powerful. It, it accomplishes the Purposes for which God sent it forth. It's eternal. Jesus said, every last little mark of, of, of that is written down in the word of God will not pass away. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word never will. So it's the right thing to do. First of all, look at the text. Your word is a lamp to my feet. It is the right source, and that source is from God himself. The God who knows everything. The God who can do anything. The God who is everywhere, the God who has never had to learn, has never had to learn anything, because He's always known everything there is to know, always. The God who's been around for eternity past, the God who will be around for eternity future. The God who made you and selected you with all of the characteristics that you have. The God who long before you were ever conceived, ever in anyone's mind, God knew you and God was already caring for you. The God who as believers in Christ, comes to indwell us. I love that song about that I, I told someone as you, you were playing, uh, The Power of Your Love. I said, I could listen to that every Sunday. That's just, you know, let your arms, you know, hold me. And, and as I wait on you, I'll, I'll be on eagle's wings and soar. I, just, I love that. Because that's the God that we serve. And that God has written a book. And it seems reasonable that we would read it because it is the right source, the right source. Now, how do we encounter the Word of God? Well, we need to let the Word of God speak for itself. We need to encounter it personally. And uh, there's a couple of three different ways that I want to think about this morning that I want to encourage you to encounter the Word of God. One, I hope you're doing it right now, right there where you sit, that we're encountering it in this setting, okay? So now, uh, back up one. I'm not there yet. I want to surprise him. All right. Uh, about a year and a quarter ago, I started going to a gym and now some are going to say you go to a gym. So I'll just get that off the off the list. But yeah, and I was trying to rehab some back problems. And then I had COVID in November of, of 2021. Uh, uh, and uh, then I had some really severe back trial problems. And it's, it's actually getting some better. I'm thankful to the Lord for that. But I do go to the gym. Now, I notice when I go to the gym, there's, there's always kind of two sections. There's the, you know, the free weights where all the guys are you know, lifting all this weight. And then there's the old guys kind of milling around like myself, just trying to, trying to hold it together. And then I notice when you go to the gym, if you want to pay a little extra money, you can hire a trainer, which is someone who does no work, but yells at you so you will do work. That's my <laughs> definition of a trainer. No, give it one more rep. You can do it. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. I do not have a trainer. Maybe I should have a trainer. But this morning, I'm your trainer. That's what we do in this weekly setting. And you can go ahead now if you want to, Tim. All right. Weekly study. When we come together, look at it like this. Now, we can study the word individually or in a group and all that sort of thing. We'll talk about that later. But I want to be your personal trainer. Now, I am not perfect as a trainer. I'm not perfect in living this word. But I do believe God has given me the opportunity to share and to use my gifts and the, the things he's led me to, to enlarge my thinking. And I've been a student of the Word of God seriously for 40-plus years, preaching and teaching the Word of God. So I, I think there's some value of having a Bible study setting where someone is going to guide you into some things you've never thought of before. We're going to talk about the difference between a lamp and a light here in just a moment. Maybe I can guide you to have an understanding about that that you've never thought of before. So we need to do that. Now, 12 years ago this month, I started preaching at Mount Calvary Baptist Church. It has gone by very fast. I can't believe it's been 12 years. It's been 12 good years. We've had our ups and downs and bumps and you've put up with me you know, at times and you try to lead and make decisions. Sometimes you think you, you follow the Lord's leading and make a really good decision. Sometimes you maybe miss it and make a not, not too good decision. But my primary role is to be your trainer in the word of God. To direct you into the word of God and I've stood before this congregation 12 years ago and I remember, remember my words I remember saying it I'm going to give it my best with the Lord's help to be prepared to share with you the word of God to the best of my ability with God's help every Sunday that was my commitment 12 years ago and that's my commitment to you again today I'm not perfect I don't know everything but I'm going to give it my best with God's help and all, all, honestly our best is pretty small compared to what God does through us so I'll just maybe say it that way So it's his work, it's his word. And by the way, if God does something through his word, we're just sort of the delivery boys, the conduit. The real power is what is right here. You hold it, you got it in your hand. It's right there, do you see it? It's right there in front of you. And I don't know how many years left. I'm smart enough to know that we're not to boast of tomorrow as it says over in James. I don't know how many years left, but as long as the God keeps us going and well and able, I wanna be here to be your trainer. I want you to make a commitment to show up to the gym. You know, it's January. The gyms are full this month. You know, this is, this is, someone said that if you want a good business model, open a gym on January 1st and, cl- and close it on February 15th. That way you get all the business, and when it closes down, everybody has an excuse for why they stopped exercising. Well, a gym closed, so I don't know if that's a good business model or not. But I want you to commit to being here. I want you to be enthusiastic. If you're not here a Sunday, we have it online. You can bridge that gap to keep, keep up to date on the study. I'd much prefer you be here than be online. I love that we can do that. But there's something about this environment when we're here with other people that makes it better. And I would much prefer it if possible. Now, he says, your word is a lamp to my feet. Your word is this lamp and this light. So it's not only the right source coming from God himself it is the right information that he delivers to us it is accurate it is dependable it is authoritative it is living it is never going to be disproved now we live in a skeptical world and maybe I'm not addressing you maybe this is somebody that'll see this later or maybe seeing maybe you are skeptical I don't know that could be true is this true is this Christianity stuff true is this Bible stuff true is this Jesus stuff true we live in a very skeptical world and we live in a very skeptical world because we're told all sorts of ridiculous things I was online the other day, and I was on YouTube looking up some stuff to be trained on a particular thing, and suddenly this advertisement shows up, and the advertisement said, drink a glass of ice water before going to bed every night, and you will lose one pound per day. Would you be skeptical of that? I just suddenly, I'm like, well, let me think about this. If I lost one pound every day in a few months, I would disappear. You know, you can't just lose a pound a day I mean, the whole premise kind of breaks down. So I was a little skeptical of that. I didn't click on the thing to, you know, I'm sure there was some things involved. But we live in a skeptical world. And we are not skeptical of the word of God because we know him. It's been proven over time. If it talks about a city in Israel that something happened, you can go to that place and dig it up and you can at least find the remains of that city that is there. It's been proven by the change it's made in society, the change it's made in us, what we see happening. But not everybody is, is, is with us on this. And we've been doing something actually just experimenting with getting it going of taking little snippets out of each sermon and putting them online. Because a lot of people are not going to listen to a 30-minute sermon, but a minute of a little clip, maybe that'll be a little influence. We're working on that. So we started experimenting with that this week. So I put, put one on. And the fir- I was waiting for the first comment to come back. Someone named Always Hungry for More, that's their screen name, wrote this. This is my first comment back. How can you say all this with a straight face, exclamation point, exclamation point? Stop making money off, quotations, God with a small g. Uh, I, I think I detect some skepticism in that. I was not particularly bothered by that because Hungry for More at least listened. But they dismissed it outright. And that's the thing I would encourage if you are skeptical, don't dismiss. Don't just see, guy who's a preacher, it's all bad. Guy who's a preacher, he, you know, I didn't make any money off the video. There's no, there's no advertisement. There's no product endorsement. Uh, there's no Patreons, people pay I me. Mean, it's, just, it's just a video put out there. So don't dismiss it out of hand, okay? But if you ask the question, can I really trust the Bible? Here's my challenge to you if you're skeptical. Can I really t- trust the Bible? Can I, can I really believe that this is true? Should you dismiss it without some investigation? Should you just dismiss it without ever trying to see what it says? Could you ever get to this point where you should just just without any re- reflection at all do that? Could you be sure that you're not missing something without reading it yourself? My challenge to you, if you wonder if this is true, read it. Don't listen to somebody else. Read it for yourself. Start in the fourth book of the New Testament, the Gospel of John, because it's specifically designed to address the concerns and the information that if you're skeptical, that you need to hear. That's my challenge to you, if you're skeptical about the Word of God. Now, For us, we believe it. It's the right information. It's what we come to to believe and to understand. And you make a commitment to be in the word of God. Now, let's get to the meat of the verse. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, okay? Secondly, not only encountering the word of God is the right thing to do, it's the reasonable thing to do. It's reasonable because it works. It does something for you. You will have a return on your investment. It will not be a waste of time to spend time in God's word. And I know in our busy world, we can get sloppy with spending time in God's Word. There is no substitute. If you're going to lose weight and get toned, you've got to go to the gym and work out or do some sort of exercises on your own. It just has to happen or it's not going to work. Thinking about it isn't going to make it happen. Just saying, yes, the Bible's God's Word without encountering it is not going to have its full effect. And I just want to encourage you so if you're on track with that, if you're fully in with that, I just say, keep going. If you've gotten sloppy, get going. And if you've never started a life of really in just giving yourself, dedicating the word of God, get off square one, and let's get started together at this new year, okay? So first of all, it says it's the right thing to do. It's the reasonable thing to do because it be- delivers the right protection. And I want you to notice that little picture of that lamp in the bottom left, or bottom right, excuse me. That's exactly what a lamp looked like in Bible times, okay? Just this little clay about, you know, about yay big. And you pour wick in the hole in the top, or excuse me, oil in the hole in the top. top. You put a wick in the one going out the side and you light it on fire and the oil sucks up the wick and you have this little lamp. People would carry them around. When you see lamp in the Bible, that's generally what it's talking about. Now, that would only illuminate just a little space, okay? If you're walking from one room to another, it could illuminate your way through. But it's not like, you know, like the lights like we have to illuminate a room. Without electricity, without other means of, of lighting, this was the lighting of the Bible times. So when the writer of Psalm 119 says, the word is a lamp, boom, that's exactly what pictured in their mind. That's what connected. So we need to connect to that bit of culture. Now, uh, my picture's a little different. I do actually have a lamp that looks like that. It's a replica lamp in my office. And uh, that we brought back from Nazareth when we were there some years ago. But I think of a flashlight. Something that just illuminates a little bit. When I was a kid, I had an uncle. My two older brothers and I had a, uh, our uncle. He would invite us to his house. He lived kind of out in the country on a farm. To go hunting. And uh, there was some hunting you'd do at nights. And he would take the three of us. By the way, most of the creatures in the forest were no danger from us. Okay? That's, uh, just, just say that up front. But... Uh, We'd ever caught on as kids, what I've caught on to as an adult. He'd be driving his truck, and the dogs would be barking over some, you know, steep hillside. And he'd park the truck and says, Okay, get your flashlights, boys, and go down there and see what, they're, what, what the dog's after. Well, he would sit in the truck with a thermos of hot coffee and wait for us if we ever showed back up. But we were adventurous. We jumped out with our flashlights. And, we're, and you're going over rough terrain and stumps and lig, you know, limbs and all that stuff. And your flashlight had to be aimed down at your feet, because if it wasn't, you were going to do a face plant in the middle of the wood somewhere, okay? The trouble was you could also flip it up this way because, you know, sometimes there's low branches. You don't want to bang your head. But if you do that, you trip over your feet, put your feet, you bang your head. So it's just kind of like yeah, this little lamp. That's the picture when he says the Word of God is a lamp to my feet. It is protection because it guards you in the next step you take. It's near end. It's right now. It's present tense. The next choice you make, the next words you say, the next reaction you have, the next emotional response you have, the next thing you decide to do, your next endeavor you do, the next project you do, it's that next thing. Your lamp to my feet. Do you wish life had a 10 minute rewind button? Maybe, how about a one minute, how about a 30 second rewind button? Oh, I said that, pull that back. There is no rewind button. (laughs) But what we do have is the word of God that tells us and informs us and guides us into the next step we need to make. Sometimes it screams at us, stop, before you take that next step. But if you're not listening to it, if you're not in it, you're not going to have that lamp at your feet and you're going to trip over something and stumble and fall. Sometimes it screams at us, start, go. Take that next step. I don't know if I should. I don't know if I can trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord, the Bible screams at us. God is able. Take the next step. Should I say that word? Should I, should I let that person have a piece of my mind when they have really done me wrong? And the Bible comes back like it says in, in Romans 12. Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. It gives us this go and start for the next step. You want to have a better quality of life? You want to have a, a better life of obedience to the Lord? You want to be a better servant of Christ? Let the word of God illuminate your feet for the next step you take. And uh, we need to do well, So how do we do that? Well, let's talk about being in the word of God daily for just a moment, all right? In the word of God daily. Daily study. And there's a few things I want to, a couple of things I want to share with you. Uh, easy resources for you. One of those is uh, what we recommend. The bottom of every every page or website, you can find a link to this. Uh, Pastor Adam has information up at the connection table. You can get this easily, but it's called Today in the Word. It's produced by Moody Bible Institute. You can pull up the website there. You go to todayintheword.org. You can click the link on our side. They have an app. You can get an email. You can get a paper book. They'll do whatever. They'll deliver. And it's just a daily devotional that takes you through a passage of scripture. And every month is themed. It might be a book of the state. The month of January is all about prayer. You see it right there in front of you. And we've enjoyed this study so far about prayer. So, it takes you, so you get some real Bible study and some real exposition. It's kind of like a, a mini trainer for the day. And to take you through. But it's a discipline to be in God's word daily. Here's one that's also we'll put up, which we gave you on Christmas Day. And it's a subscription, free subscription to Right Now Media. If you haven't got yours, there's some sheets back in the back. You have a free one-year streaming subscription waiting for you that the church is providing as a gift to you. How many Bible studies are on there, Adam? Do you remember? How many Bible studies are on there? Thousands and thousands. I mean, just, you, you want to study the Bible? It's there for you. You want to study as a family? It's there. You want to study with your children? It's there. You want to study your small group? It's there. Every resource is available to guide you in the word of God. And if nothing else, just flop it open and jump in and do what you can do. The Psalms are a great place to start because they have these pictures like you see in front of you. It touches our hearts. We can process this. We can feel along with the the writers of that and process it. So Psalms is a good place to start. But here's the thing. It only works if you do it. It only works if you do it. You want to lose weight. You need to exercise. But the biggest thing to lose weight is you don't eat as much and you don't eat the wrong things. All right? It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So, if you want to, like, you know, sat down to that king sized everything on it, foot long banana split, you know, maybe you need to stop and think, should I eat this or should I do and make another choice? Okay, got it? So, if we're going to be strong in the, in the word, we need to make sure we don't consume the wrong things, which is plenty of them out there, but make sure we consume the right things that are right in front of us and do it daily. All right? Now, the last part of the verse Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, Here we're going to see that not only is it the right protection, but it gives us the right direction. Now, this verse used to trip me up because I'm thinking lamp, like a light, okay, like we just talked about. So it's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So I'm still stuck on just a little bit of a, you know, like a flashlight or, you know, a small light, you know, to guide you through your path. But then I looked at the Hebrew. The Hebrew, lamp means lamp, like we just talked about. The word translated "light" is the word often translated "sunshine." It's like not a little bit of light; it's a whole bunch of light. It's brilliant light. It's it's dazzling light. It's light that's so well uh, dispersed that you can see as far as you want to see. It's not localized light. It is full illumination. Think of being somewhere on a sunny day, sun's bright, so sun sh- sun bright. you got to get some gl- sunglasses on or get some shade because it's so bright, but everything you can see clearly because of sunshine. That's what the Word of God does for us in the path. Now, notice it says, light to my path. Path is direction. Path is course of life. It's sort of like the word walk in the New Testament. It's sort of this progress- progressive journey through this life that we wind up at the right place. You know, for me, I'll just share for me for a moment. I don't want to ever end up in the wrong place. Now some, there's moments of detour, we've all made them. We have to repent for ask forgiveness. But the whole course of life, I want to finish what God has for me, and I hope you want to finish whatever God has for you. Finish it well. Don't give up, don't quit. You know there's an old saying about somebody that the, they said that uh, they wrote on a tombstone. you know, died at age 50, was buried at age 75. In other words, they died mentally and in life and engagement long before their life ended. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep pressing. Let's keep being students of the word of God. As long as life, God gives us breath and God gives us life, and then when this life ends, if you're one of his children, you step into his presence, and we don't have to read the word of God, we will be in the presence of the word of God for all eternity. So let this word of God illuminate your life. If you are in it weekly, if you're in it daily, if you let it be a light to your lamp to your feet and a light to your path, you will not veer off in the wrong direction. We had a power failure sometime last year and the lights went out, and it was dark. And my wife asked, "Do you have a flashlight?" It's one of the few times a question like that I didn't mind hearing because sometime before, I got these little flashlights, you know, like you get like four of them for you know, $6.99 or something, and I had it on one on every level of our three-level home, upstairs, main level basement, and I had one by the door, by the bed, dresser, where we sit in the basement, and I reached over and pull out this light, click, yay! I have this light available, I'm so glad it's here. It only works if you have it at hand. For your next step, the light to your lamp to your feet, It only works long-term if it becomes that which illuminates life. And there's probably someone sitting here this morning, maybe all of us on some level sitting here, like, where am I going in life? What's next? I don't know. There's many variables. We don't know the future. But if we walk in the light of the lamp, his word will continue over a long period of time until it becomes this which illuminates what our life is all about and our direction in life. So let's talk about the right direction just a minute. Let me give you one more suggestion, okay? We talked about a weekly study. We talked about daily study. Let's talk about study as with a group, all right? to study together, to study together. That's suggestion number three. And that's something we are trying to give you plenty of opportunity to do. We have life groups that meet many times, different places, different times. There's a couple that meet on Sunday mornings. One's going on right now while we're having this service. Uh, So there's opportunities for you to, to do whatever fits your schedule. But also, let me give you a really easy opportunity to plug in to, to group study. That's where you're part of the study, you're, you're sharing. It's not just one guy guiding you like we're doing now. It's not just you by yourself studying, but doing this in a group. And that's what's coming up on Wednesday, midweek. We have four for adults, four groups that are meeting right now. You can get the sheet that's available back there. You can get it on our website. That's a screenshot of our website. And uh, just, just pick, pick one and come. Pick one and join in. And that's a great opportunity to get started. By the way, there's also children, preschool, teen, all that stuff's going on. And we'll even, give you, we'll even throw in a free meal, how about that? All right, I, I, it's the best deal you can find for a Wednesday night in Charleston, I'm convinced, all right? Don't have to cook, don't have to do dishes, except for those of you who volunteer and serve, thank you very much. But uh, you can come and you can enjoy that. So get to see, and there's something exciting about studying in a group, and I want to encourage you to do that. So. We need to make this commitment. I can't make it for you. You have to make it yourself. But here's the verse. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Let's take a moment even as I lead in prayer. And let's just tell God what we intend to do with his word in days yet future. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is true, it's living, it's powerful. Thank you that it's a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Help us, we pray, Father, to just be students of the word of God both this day and every day. Help us to maintain our weekly, our daily, and our group study together. And thank you, Lord, that you promise to illuminate our path, to make life what it should be, to ensure that we arrive at the right destination, that we don't quit prematurely, that we don't crash and burn and be a failure in our service for you. I pray for your people. And Lord, we right now just want to say to you, we want to confess to you, we want to commit to you that, Lord, in these next days that we will let your word Light our path and be the light lamp for our feet. Help us as we make that commitment. Help us to maintain that commitment. We pray in Christ's name, amen. Thank you for joining us for this time of worship and study brought to you by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Charleston, West Virginia. If you are in the Charleston area, we would love for you to worship with us in person. For service times and more information, visit our website, calvarywv.com. Until next time, may His blessing be yours.